0: This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Whoop, the performance tool that is changing the way people track their fitness and optimize their training through a wrist-worn heart rate monitor that provides analytics and insights on recovery, strain, and sleep. Learn more at whoop.com. That's W-H-O-O-P.com, and use code No Meat at checkout to save 15%. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio.
1: Now, Matt, I didn't. I didn't watch the uh, first U.S. Women's World Cup game yesterday, but um, I. So, but I assume that you did. Is that right?
0: I did. Yes. Now
1: I gotta know. Do they do they have thirteen different celebrations at the end of you know, for every <laughs> goal?
0: <laughs> you. Know, yeah, they did. And you know what? I th- there's like there's all this controversy today on the radio, and even the guy on the uh, the broadcast—I don't know his name—but the guy on Fox, I think, uh, in the immediate post-game, American guy, like questioned it, and every and the other three panelists there all, all said, "No, you're wrong. Like you shouldn't. It's fine. Where this is World Cup. This isn't the playground. You know, you, you score as many as you can." But uh, there's a lot of controversy about it, and you know what? The only part oh, I did about, like
1: about the fact that they scored 13 goals? that they ran
0: up the score like that, yeah, oh, okay. uh, because you know soccer is is I think a three 0 game would be would be kind of a blowout, so right, 13 right. is crazy. Um, but it does go to it does it, it but the group stage right now where they're playing each team in their group, and then it, eventually the top two will make it to the to the next round. It will it could easily go to your goal differential as the tiebreaker. That's the first tiebreaker, right? So you got to figure other teams are going to be. Doing the same thing to Thailand, uh, so you know you better score as many as you can. But yeah, but you know what I think uh, the celebration thing like that's that's what got annoying to me is like do, do we really need to be celebrating the the eleventh goal? <laughs> right? Couldn't couldn't you sort of just walk back to the center and give some uh, high fives? And, again? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just got weird to me. They were they were kind of dancing with the substitutes on the sideline. Like the the goal scorer would run over to the sub- it was just that, that got weird. But still. Fun to watch. Though.
1: Yeah, I mean it's exciting, you know. It's it cool is. it's cool yeah. to see a, a team. You know, I don't know. It, I, you know, who knows how they'll how they'll uh, hold up against other other teams. But it's you know it's great to see an American team doing doing great, and the women's team is always a powerhouse.
0: Yeah, uh, good for U.S. soccer for sure. Because the men's team has been floundering recently, and uh, actually I've been watching the under twenty World Cup, Doug, to get another level of, of my soccer nerddom, which is developing. Uh, I've been watching that. Is that happening right now as well? Yes, but the U.S. just got eliminated. So. Okay. But the, they made it to the round of, uh, I guess it was the round of 16 teams left. Okay. Maybe it was eight. I forget. But anyway, um, that was fun. And so I just, think, I don't know. It's really good to see. I think like I think the fact that this women's team, not just that they have a great chance of winning the World Cup, that that they do something like this uh, that you know makes news for non-soccer fans. Right. I think it's a good thing. Great thing. For U.S. soccer, cool. So I'm enjoying it, and uh, I don't know. I just I just like I like World Cups. I like soccer these days. I know you do. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm going to another a women's soccer game tonight.
1: Oh yeah, the Asheville.
0: Yeah, we are my family is season ticket holders, and we go to as many as we can
1: for men's and women's. Or if you, you or get, if you're if, one, are you both?
0: Yeah. So what, the way it works is you buy the jersey, and if you have that, that's your season ticket, and uh-huh. it works for both the men's and the women's teams. Cool. So we only need one jersey to get into all the games.
1: Is the whole family going? Do they all have jerseys? Everybody have jerseys? We
0: don't all have them, uh, but we bought one adult and one kid, and my daughter gets in free. So oh, okay. either my wife or I usually goes with the kids. I mean, it's often it's both of us, and we do pay for one ticket. But the instance when it's not both of us, then we just one of us goes, and we all get in for free. Well, that is very fun. It is really fun. I'm, I'm a big time—I'm into soccer these days. <laughs> yeah. So I like it. Anyway, okay. in other news, Robert Cheek is at my house. He's sleeping on my... Uh, oh, he's not sleeping on my couch. He's sleeping in Holden's bed right now. Because <laughs> Holden is camping. Huh. Yeah. So uh, that's, I think, newsworthy. Yeah, uh, he's that's here. fun. Robert yeah. in the building. He's not, in the house. He's not, be a, on this he's not
1: doing uh, push-ups or anything right now.
0: <laughs> no, he, he's not. Uh, he's been eating healthily, though. So there's at least at least that image of him is accurate in my head <laughs> well that no that's exciting that's really cool yeah it's okay we're working together on a secret project which is uh, not yet not yet announced may may never may never see the light of day or be announced but hopefully it will so anyway maybe one day you'll hear about that and then you'll say ah that's why robert was at matt's house <laughs> that's why Matt, <laughs> Matt robert wasn't. was sleeping in Holden's bed <laughs> <laughs> yes so,
1: oh well, cool well that's fun so um yeah and, but he's not are you taking him to any of your muay thai classes or anything like that
0: no um not doing that yet i've actually have been on a break from muay thai which is not good but i gotta get back to it but i'm doing soccer again um yeah, but he he won't be here for any of those games or anything so okay. no he and i but we've gone to a restaurant in nashville that was kind of nice went out to get some thai food last night nice uh but yeah very little in the way of physical activity we're working okay. hard working hard watching watching world cup and NBA Finals, and you know, it's like a frat house environment here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You'll be pleased to know that uh, my my excitement, my season of running, has, seems to be coming back. Oh yeah, yeah. Well,
0: that's good. Well I know in what way? Just you're putting in some runs, putting in putting runs?
1: In, put in some runs, and and just kind of dreaming up some some adventures.
0: Good, very good. What's what's next? Can I you
1: know no, a couple a couple of non races, I think.
0: Okay. Yeah. it set some sort of obscure ultra running record
1: <laughs> I, I doubt it'll be a record but you know maybe okay I really so I have this i do have this like epic dream that I've been kind of playing with but mm-hmm. it's like it'll say it'll be it would be like a eight day okay eight day track that i don't i don't know if we should get into here because it's kind of <laughs> more than I think we need in, for an okay. intro for a podcast All right. but well um, we
0: can leave it at that any, any more teasers because i I think people would like to hear about this next time
1: no, no more teasers. I don't just think. Just eight day trek. Eight day, eight day run hike.
0: Okay, across the state of North Carolina.
1: It would uh, not across the straight state. No, no, but um, it would. It would be all over, all over western North Carolina and parts of Tennessee.
0: Okay. Would there be any sort of like point to point sort of accomplishment? Like, hey, Doug ran from here to here, or more just Doug ran for eight days.
1: <laughs> well, now, now I'm just gonna. I'm gonna have to come out and say it. <laughs> <laughs> We are getting too, uh, there, it would be a point to point. I mean, uh, yeah, it would be a point to point. But it wouldn't be like a, oh, Doug ran from one side of the state to the other. You know what I'm no. saying? Like, it's not as obvious okay. as that. But it, it would be starting in one place and ending in another and having uh, achieved something in between.
0: Okay. So some sort of special meaning, not just Doug started at this, right. this GPS exactly. location and ended at this GPS location. Yep. We need something, something exactly that the average person can wrap their brain around. And say, wow, he did that.
1: Yep. So so we'll just leave it at that for now and we'll dive into it a little deeper, maybe sometime in okay. another episode. That
0: sounds good. Yeah. That is uh titillating.
1: I gotta the only problem is we're gonna have to pre record our episode that week. So we gotta think ahead. I can't just take off.
0: Right. True. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. All right. Well, um, so I guess I just go ahead and get this out of the way. I, I probably sound like I'm sick. I don't think I am, which is good. Mm-hmm. But I do seem to have some allergies. Which I kind of thought that going vegan cured
0: all your allergies too, but apparently it doesn't. I think only time cures allergies. Yeah. That's my my conclusion. But you know what? I've had. I thought I was cured of allergies, and then I got them really bad at the beginning of the spring, and hmm. then then they went. But I I don't know. I do have a sense that I'm trending towards fewer allergies. So maybe. That's right I mean by time cures them, but who
1: knows? (laughs) I think I'm actually trending the opposite. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't ever remember having pollen allergies, but this year I've been having issues.
0: Hmm. I don't know.
1: So that's that. If I sound weird, I'm I'm sorry. Okay. Getting better. Or not getting better. (laughs) Just (laughs) deal with it. Sorry. (laughs) No, but today we're going to do a little uh, rapid fire Q&A type thing.
0: Good. Haven't done one of those in a while.
1: No, and we're we're mixing up a little bit. We uh posted on Instagram to submit your questions, and we got several questions that way along with some uh some in the email. so we have some Instagram questions and some email questions
0: okay from the one eight hundred flowers inbox from <laughs> from the one eight hundred flowers inbox that's right and the and the subway fresh take hotline mm-hmm. Good. You know, we still haven't gotten paid for either of those. Uh, I know. One day they're just going to say, they're going to go back and hear all the old episodes and all the mentions <laughs> we've given, and then they're going to send us a check. <laughs> uh, I hope that's true. <laughs> all right. All right. Good. Let's do it, Doug. Yeah, let's do it. I haven't dude. seen these questions yet, by the way. These, this is... And not for lack of preparation. I asked. I asked if I could see them, and you said, nope. You're going to keep them for a lightning round. Yep. All right.
1: So... Some of them, some of them, I think, uh, will be a little bit more fun than others. You know, a little more witty. But uh, all right, should we just drop into the Instagram questions first? Sure. All right. Um, this will be a good one for you, Matt, because I know you have lots of experience in this. Uh, what what tips on training do you have for your first triathlon? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes,
1: my wheelhouse. <laughs> I can I can take this if you want.
0: What, have you done a triathlon?
1: No, I haven't, but oh. I have, uh, here, here's my tip. I, here's what I think, uh, this is what I would say to someone. I, again, I have no triathlon experience, so okay. I would, first thing I would do is look at Novi Athletes' triathlon um, posts and, and articles and stuff like that, and then talk to people who have done triathlon, not us. But, yeah. um, but here's what I think. I think most people come to a triathlon with uh, a specialty in one of the disciplines so probably running or or possibly like swimming they're a swimmer in mm-hmm. high school or college or something mm-hmm. like that and they feel really comfortable in one of the disciplines but not the other two and so the first step i would say is to start spending more time doing the other two disciplines so getting on the bike more or running more or in the pool okay. more and um and just so, so you get to a point where you're, you're comfortable in all three and you feel strong in all three maybe not you know maybe not an expert in all three, maybe you still have one that you're, you know, your powerhouse a powerhouse in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, then if you're comfortable in all three, then a, a training plan that incorporates all three will be a lot less intimidating.
0: Uh-huh. Okay, That's so that tip. so you're so you're not uh, of the of the mindset that you should just really lean on your strengths instead of uh, instead of focusing on your weaknesses. Like well, for I think, it, come it, like, race in,
1: day, you can lean on your strengths, sure, but you know, but you know, if, if you're if you're if you can't you know if you can't swim for half a mile or whatever you have to do then uh
0: i guess you gotta yeah definitely i guess you need to get the minimum fitness required to at least do the distance muay thai they're like so people they're like people who train their their normal orthodox style like if you're right-handed and then and then they also tend to every now and then train in southpaw so that they can sort of develop this weaker side but some of the coaches say if you spend too much time on that you end up with two you know not very Mm. good sides instead of the one side that really matters i guess the difference is in in a in any kind of fight you can truly just stay on one side you don't have to have to go to the other side for a certain amount of time so but you
1: still have to do the swim and the bike and and right
0: right so you need to definitely develop that minimum level of fitness to do this yeah but beyond that i don't know i don't know if you should keep i think once you can get it maybe then it's time i mean it depends if you're what you're trying to do right you're trying to win the race or are you trying to not die on race day? <laughs> and then probably for your first one, it's probably not die. And that sounds like a nice, even approach. You know,
1: sure I, I, I just don't know for sure that I, I agree with you 100%. Because, like, if, you know, if you were, if the bike would just wear you out 100%, even if you could get through the ride, mm-hmm. but you just were so inefficient on the bike that it just killed you and, and hurt your back and all that stuff, mm-hmm. then you, you wouldn't be able to run very well either. So even if you were a super strong runner, you were just you'd be...
0: Yeah, but if you were so strong a runner, you could run regardless of how your back was feeling.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, my advice, <laughs> take it or leave it, <laughs> is to uh, is to begin working on the other two disciplines and to uh, not talk to people who haven't run a triathlon. That's
0: probably Completely. the best advice of all is don't <laughs> listen to us because we haven't done any triathlons. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, that's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right what's the next
1: all right steven our buddy steven who was on the
0: podcast i love once... steven.
1: steven you love I... steven <laughs> steven and i text each other we uh oh yeah we, we WhatsApp Out each other soccer? whatsapp
0: you know that? Oh, sure yeah that's, that's next level right as far as
1: well <laughs> <laughs> maybe as maybe for us in america but it's, i think yeah that's <laughs> me it's, it's everyone it's, else it's next
0: level because it's it's uh it's for texting people other in other countries that's that's what i think of it as i have a few spanish people i text on whatsapp wow it's my yeah. international texting app <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: anyway um uh steven wants to know what are uh, any bucket list races for us to to run
0: mm. okay my, really fast so i don't I, these are not my bucket list races anymore because i don't know if i'll do any races anymore i might might not i used to want to do Badwater. i thought that would be the coolest race to do of all the races um so that's the first one that comes to mind the other one is new york city marathon i think mm. whenever i talk about boston or talk to someone about running they, they say, well, have you done New York? And I say, no, but I did Boston and I heard it's the same. And, you know, it just seems like this, this counterpart, this other giant race in the U.S. that uh, some people say is better than Boston, some say is not. But I don't know. It just seems like an experience to do.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Actually, you know, I would like to run one of those big city races, mm-hmm. big city marathons. I have no desire to train for a marathon, like tra- legit train for a marathon again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Boston or New York, I think would be pretty cool. Because the biggest yeah. I've done is is Marine Corps, and you know I don't think it's anywhere near the same as what no, those two. it's like. not.
0: But it's 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 in the realm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean different, but yeah. Okay. What else? What's All your? Right. what's my mine uh, uh, is no,
1: Marine? it'd be UTMB. All right, what's that? Ultra Trail de Mont Blanc. Oh, you circumnavigate yes, Mont, Mont Blanc. Yeah. And it's uh, it's I think it's the biggest. Hundred miler in the world, or one so only one hundred? I
0: thought it was like one hundred twenty or something.
1: No, it's. Uh, I mean, it's not exactly one hundred miles because it's set number of kilometers, but uh, it's like right around one hundred. Okay. Um, and uh, just the the crowd support just looks really cool as you come in because you pass through all these tiny little towns. Mm-hmm. It seems that like everybody cool. comes out for it, and is I it, don't know. Is it, it in France? Like you, it's actually in multiple countries. You, as you circumnavigate the mountain, you pass through multiple countries.
0: Okay, can you say uh, circumnavigate one more time while we? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that word. <laughs> it's just—it's just not a word used twice in thirty seconds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. It is when you're talking about. UTMB. So that—that's probably my bucket list, and then of course, like Western states would be as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've kind of let go of that dream because I
0: think. Yeah, you've even done that, could you? Couldn't you could get into that by now? Couldn't you?
1: I've qualified to enter the lottery, but you know the lottery chances are like. Point oh eight or something
0: oh and do they probably just want getting worse right
1: oh yeah big time getting worse
0: well, you should tell them you're nominati radio co-host <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'm sure that'll, that'll that'll go a long way uh yeah so those would be, be my bucket list races all right all right next good. question what snacks should i take on a 60 mile bike ride i have in a few weeks
0: hmm okay uh i mean i don't know yeah, it's you can you can bring anything right because it's a bike you just put it put whatever you want in the in the pouch
1: in your little like like shirt pouch
0: you mean i mean isn't there like a you like a saddlebag thing on your back of your, under your seat or something uh
1: maybe a little bit of I one I, th- I
0: thought i kind of figured cyclists could just sort of bring whatever they felt like um I, I mean i don't know like the things that i tend 60 miles bike ride is what like a like a 15 mile run kind of
1: Mm, I don't know about how I, mean, I feel like that, I
0: I, I always thought you could divide by four. I thought like a century bike ride was about the same as a marathon.
1: Maybe. Fair. It took me a lot longer to ride a century than it did to run a marathon. Okay. But that's because
0: you're not good at biking. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Okay. So if, if it is the same thing, then, uh, man, I don't know. I mean, it, without knowing the person's experience or anything, right. We don't know how, how hard that will be to do. Uh, If I was going for a 20-mile run or 15-mile run, then I'd be thinking mostly sugar, Uh, dates pretty good, Uh, whatever your favorite sports drink is or a homemade sports drink. Um, If it was getting longer than that, if it was going to be more than 20, you know, be out there for more than three, four hours, I'd start really wanting to have uh, foods that aren't sugary. Not not for performance reasons. I just sort of start to want that because I get tired of the sugar. And uh, then because if you have the convenience, I think, of being able to carry a little bit more with you on a bike, um, you could do the, the hummus spread on pita or the refried beans on corn tortilla, and you could roll these things up if that's better. Uh, so, that you know, that's what I would do. In the Nomad, Nomad the cookbook, there are some, uh, like, rice bite kind of things. Mm-hmm. There are some sweet ones, some savory ones, uh, like rice balls that miso or soy sauce in them, and they just have, like, a salty to them. I think that would be particularly good on a thing of that distance if you had the means That's to what carry. I was gonna suggest. Okay. Well, what else then you got, Doug? Yeah, some
1: of those like like Powerball rice ball things that mm-hmm. that we have in the cookbook. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, and then I would probably you know, some you know, some sugary stuff for sure, like sports drink or gels or dates. Um but then also add being a sandwich or some sort of savory something. Mm-hmm. Um just because, you know, depending on what your goal is, if you're just like crushing the sixty mile ride, you know, and just trying to go all out, then, you know, then you're going to want that sugary stuff. But, um, typically when I've gone on longer rides, it has been more casual where you will stop for a little bit and fill up bottles and you know, whatever. And, uh, in that case, I would just take some, some real food and be able yeah. to digest it a little bit. Cause it would make me feel better. So that's that
0: good. Um, yeah. Okay. Next.
1: All right, I'm keen to know more about the running gels you created. Keen to replicate for an ultra soon. So I don't know what this means, because I don't think either of us have created running gels.
0: Well, there's a few in the... Well, there's one in the original no Athlete book. Um, well, tell us about that. I mean, the idea, of course, is that most of the gels, especially at the time I made that book, um, that you get are just full of junkier things, and they're processed and not real food. Um, So you can make your own gel at home. And there are plenty of, like, sophisticated ways to do it that involve, you know, boiling things on the stove and different, I don't know, powder, chemical things Uh, so that you can actually get this sort of consistency without the fiber, which is kind of key. Like, those things are made to be in somebody's mind, the ideal perfect food for running because they don't give you fiber. So you could eat a lot of them over a long period of time and not suffer the the gastrointestinal effects of lots of fiber. Uh, The one that I created was based largely on dates because I mentioned dates a few times. It's kind of my favorite um, running fuel, more just because it's convenient as is, right? A, A date as itself is not that different from an energy gel as far as the amount of space it takes up and carbohydrate it packs, uh, and it's glucose, so it gets pretty quickly into your bloodstream. Um, I mean, you can, you can do what I did in there and what Brendan Brazier has done in his Thrive books, which is blend up dates with like some, usually some citrus, either a little bit of lemon juice or lemon zest. Uh, I think he puts coconut oil in his, which I left out of mine. Uh, and I mean, you can blend that stuff up uh, and then you get a, a gel sort of substance, but I, for me, it's like like yes, you can do that if that's your thing. You want to have a gel, but but if you're going to use that, why not just use the dates, right? Like it's not like that gel has the advantage of not having the fiber in it, which is mm-hmm. kind of the point of gels. Uh, so I would just do the whole dates if I were you. But look it up; there are plenty of sophisticated ways of doing energy gel at home uh, that that people have done on the internet.
1: And I will just add to that the gels, the prepackaged gels that I that I prefer because the market has shifted a lot recently. Yep. Um, and there's three brands in particular that stand out. Um, Muir Energy is uh, is my go-to at the moment, and it's more like a paste. And they take like three or four ingredients. It's usually date and something else. Um, You're
0: like Muir, Glenn, like, like like, Muir like, like Muir Glen like tomato sauce.
1: M U I R. M U I R like John okay. Muir. Like what? John Muir. Who's that? Um,
0: MTV host or something that I wouldn't know about.
1: <laughs> no, no, just uh, you know someone who helped found national parks in the United States and yeah, okay um anyway Good. big deal for uh for for the saving, type for for the outdoorsy type yeah. for make creating public lands um okay uh your energy and uh so it's like a couple ingredients they're more like pasty things you definitely need to have some water with them because they're um too thick without it uh, but they're really tasty and and they're good. They have some like slow burning and fast burning options. Um, spring energy gels are really popular right now. And those are on the similar vein, although they're not quite as whole food as uh, Muir. And then um, Huma gel is one that has been around for a while that I have long supported. Mm-hmm. And they have like chia seeds in them and stuff like that. And they're just a little bit more natural. Although, again, they're not as whole food as some of the other options.
0: Yeah. So I think I think the, the crux of the whole discussion is: Do you want your gel to be like the ideal running gel, which would be meaning probably processed, probably not have fiber in it, uh, mm-hmm. or do you want it to be closer to whole food, which would be you know a, a more kind of sustainable thing to do if you're going to be taking that all the time, every week during training, or even every day? Um, and for some reason you still want that gel convenience or something. And then in that case, that then one of these is going to be a good option. I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, let's see, what do we got here?
1: Have you ever felt like you run so much that you don't have energy for other things?
0: Hmm. I never felt that way. Doug, I I felt like running, I mean, granted on your long run day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you're kind of spent afterwards and you can't really do a whole lot else. Um, but in like a during the week, I would feel like running really just added to my energy level. I know that's kind of hard to believe; sounds like just something some people would say. Um, but I just think I, I don't know. I never ever felt like I'm tired because I ran today, as far as too tired to do something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'll long begin- run
1: days being being an exception. Yeah, for me, definitely. Um, yeah, I would say the exact same thing, and, and I would say that if if you are in a position right now where you're. Running so much that you are can't, you're too tired to do other things, then you, then you should examine your recovery and play around yeah. with that and nutrition. Make sure that you're getting everything you need to be able to recover and kind of bounce back from that stuff. And then uh, also take a look and see if you're running too much.
0: Right, consider a break. Maybe overtraining.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I'd know. Say, I don't I'd know say, I'd know say that's a, t- a sign that maybe you should uh, look at what's going on. What else is going on?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like an elite runner, like maybe they feel like that. Right, if somebody who, who puts in thirty miles a day, maybe that's what they feel like all the time, without or actually overtraining, because they're still making progress. I don't really know, but I would imagine to the normal kind of recreational runner, if you're feeling like you're too tired to do other things, you probably are training, e- train either training too much or not recovering properly.
1: Yeah, yep, I'd say that's that's probably right. Interesting side note that's somewhat related but also somewhat unrelated. I read yesterday the state of the state of running report for twenty eighteen
0: by who writes that Bart Yasso or
1: something. Uh, No, it's like a research. It's from the International Running.
0: Okay. International body. All right.
1: International body. Uh, (laughs) um, Apparently, the running. All right. So uh, we are now slower than we've ever been before meaning that like the average marathon finish time is slower than it's ever been and older than it's ever been That's okay. kind of interesting and for the first time in several years we're on a decline in the number of marathon finishes
0: ah okay so i was ready to say slower and older isn't necessarily not, older of course isn't isn't worse <laughs> but yeah. slower isn't necessarily worse it could just mean that more more people who aren't really right. runners are taking up running and I, and I was going to say, well, that, that could be a sign of uh, growth in running. But then you said fewer yeah, marathon finishes. But so. fewer
1: marathon finishes. But what they don't account for here is ultra finishes and triathlon finishes. And then my guess is that since those two sports seem to still be growing yeah. pretty rapidly, that people are just not going to the marathon or fewer people are, are, are going to the marathon, have either transitioned away from the marathon or mm-hmm. are jumping straight to one of those.
0: You know what it is? I think marathon is not cool anymore. I think marathon is no longer the badass. Like so, now when you post your marathon finish on social media, mm-hmm. nobody cares because they say, "Oh, well, this other guy just did an ultra marathon, so that's cooler." And then, and then people say, "Well, I'm not gonna do that," so they do neither.
1: <laughs> you know, the actually this uh, the the blog post that accompanied the the report uh, hypothesized that 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 ultra marathon that like people who are seeking the Um, thrill of something adventurous are no longer going to the marathon because they're, you know, now there's, now they think that the ultra marathon is the, is the cool thing to do. Um, And that kind of like made me a little bit sad, but I think that's probably a little bit true as well. But you know, I I like to think that people, because I like to think that people want to run ultras not for, not because they're vain, but you Mm -hmm. know, to actually have, you know, to for the love of the trail or the love of the challenge or whatever. You know, not because of the social media picture. Right. I oh. mean, come on. There's no way that someone's gonna get through a marathon or go through all that training
0: just for a social media picture. It's too hard. <laughs> it's not a big <laughs> enough reward. <laughs> I don't know. But you can you can you can social media all your training, all your sweaty finishes afterwards and after every run. Show people that you're doing things. Nah, I don't know. I don't all know, right. Your <laughs> sport has been corrupted yeah you have to find a new one
1: okay <laughs> that's why i'm going for the eight day that's adventures right. exactly.
0: <laughs> just stay ahead of the social media crowd <laughs> yeah.
1: pretty soon everyone's gonna be doing eight adventures. all right let's talk about vegan desserts okay what are your favorites and what do you not recommend
0: mm. i i am not a dessert Liker. You're not a dessert guy? I'm really really not. Every now and then I'll have something, but I just don't have that sweet tooth. And I don't say this out of like, oh I'm I'm better because I don't have that. I just have never really been into the sweet food very much. Yeah. Uh, i I mean I can recommend a few little things, but they're not like I don't go to any efforts to make super healthy vegan desserts because I want to have them every day, right? So if I'm gonna eat a dessert, I'll go get uh whatever, vegan soy or almond milk ice cream and it's easy to find that in the grocery store nowadays hmm Uh in Asheville, there's a good lot of spots where you can get vegan ice cream made out of who knows what kind of milk. Well, you, I mean you know it's it's four different choices, and whichever one seems good you get. Um more like eight. I mean I mean choices of milks, right? Like, like oh, some yeah, of them yeah. are hemp milk, some are almond yeah. milk. Um you know what the hop is making C B D ice cream recently, which I think is I know. ridiculous. I mean <laughs> we really need that in our ice cream.
1: <laughs> no, we don't. It's <laughs> definitely an egg. Uh but yeah, you know what's unfortunate? So Eliza, oh, she she freaking loves ice cream, and she only wants chocolate. Mm-hmm. And we go to the hop, and recently um, the, the only hi- chocolate they've had is CBD chocolate, and I'm not going to give her CBD chocolate. So so I've had to like take whatever is the like brownest, other next brownest one, and convince her that that's chocolate. Oh. <laughs> and so I have to like order it. Because we do this, I don't know, every couple of weeks, we've been doing like a daddy-daughter afternoon mm-hmm. date. Mm-hmm to go get ice cream because she just like, I mean, she just gets so excited about it. It's just, it's amazing. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so I'm having to like sit her down and then order it secretly because right. she can hear me, you know, and she understands I'm not ordering chocolate.
0: What and are the she, browns are there?
1: There's like, like, uh, so we went just the other day and, um, it was like a banana, cinnamon, banana, oh, okay. something. Okay. And it was kind of, it was like a light brown, you know, it looked kind of like a coffee, like a coffee color mm-hmm. when you think of coffee ice cream. hmm um, and it worked. I mean, you know, she must not have that refined of a palate to, right? <laughs> or know so what know what, what chocolate sense actually of what tastes Chocolate like. is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she is. She's gonna be like <laughs> eating strawberry ice cream. Like, man, this right. chocolate is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so I'm so I'm I'm frustrated by that CD ice cream as well, but more because uh, right. more because of, you know they're ruining the chocolate
0: yeah, for my daughter. Right, I'm afraid. it right? Do, do, do we want? I, I, I'm not gonna say it's not drugs, but like, do we want some random substance in our ice cream? Like, wh- when, I don't know. There, there should be there should be all the normal flavors, and then there should be the CBD CBD versions of a couple flavors if you want that. But don't put it in the normal like vanilla. <laughs> it's <laughs>
1: well, know. you know, the hop can do whatever they want to Of course, and you I and I am so grateful that they have like nine flavors of vegan ice cream. When you go, oh yeah, there. of course. So,
0: I've got to complain about something though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> considering no one else knows what the hop is, yeah. we should probably move on. Which all right, so uh, for me too, I would like I'm much more of a salt guy than a sweet guy, mm-hmm. and I am the first to admit that I have a salty problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I do get ice cream or if I do get dessert, it's almost always going to be ice cream. And then if if I were to buy it, then it would be uh, like Ben and Jerry's vegan ice cream.
0: Um, I, now and then we'll make like cakes mm-hmm. that are, I mean, really, it's like two different recipes to make, but they're, they're just like these, I don't know what the style of them is. I guess they're meant to be had with tea or something in that. So they're not really that sweet. They're just sort of good, nice little afternoon cakes. Uh, and I mentioned one, a few pockets of this olive oil, orange cake that I make from Mario Batali. Very easy, simple swap to just take the eggs out and use flax seeds, flax eggs, um, so I, I like that sort of thing. If I'm going to make something, it will be that. But I don't even think of that as a dessert. It's just sort of a, just sort of a have around, eat when you want it.
1: Connection. Have you done the like uh, frozen banana ice cream?
0: Yeah, we used to do that. We even got one of those machines, or someone gave us one of those machines, uh, which is one of the worst inventions ever. I mean, machines? Why not yeah, use like the blender? Just, I, because there had to be an opportunity to make a new product. So <laughs> someone gave it to us because they said that would be a good idea for these vegans. Give <laughs> them the machine that turns frozen bananas into ice cream. So we had that fro—I think it was fro nanas or something. I don't know. Just a ridiculous unitasker uh, I never liked it that much. It tastes too much like bananas. I, I mm. like bananas. I also tried to make the other day uh, with with my daughter watermelon granita. You know what that is? I don't. It's like a—I guess like, it's, like, it's like Italian ice. It was a recipe from Emerald's kid cookbook that she brought home from the school library. Cause mm. She's all into cooking, which is cool. I love that. <clears throat> uh but like it just i don't know it, it had that watermelony. that i don't know watermelons have like a have a green flavor sometimes to them a little little extra something that is weird to show up in your ice cream hmm. so i if, i don't know i just like i like those fruits as they are i don't like yeah. them in ice creams
1: yeah the uh the banana ice cream I've, I've had some success with that if you add some like dark chocolate in there and stuff uh-huh i could see that um that's pretty good but yeah. we just don't do it very often. We just don't, we don't, we like, we don't ever make desserts. Sorry. Yeah. There there are some desserts in the cookbook that uh, Stephanie wrote the recipes yeah. for. We
0: had to make those. The publisher required that he put desserts in. Mm-hmm. And we said, we don't like desserts. Neither of us, but they said we had to. So,
1: you know what? Uh, you know, we talked about this recently frozen grapes. That, that for a long time, that uh-huh. was my dessert. Cause uh, I learned from you that <laughs> the sugars are like intensified. So, um, that's right. I like
0: office. I like a nice beer for dessert. To be honest, mm-hmm. I think that's way better than ice cream or cake or anything else.
1: Well, I'm sure that's gonna be wildly unsatisfying for running kick on Instagram. So <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, again, I feel like every ep- every question here we're being like, just ask somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: all right. It's right. a right. AMA. <laughs>
1: All right, we are 35 minutes in here, so let's uh, let's pause for a second to thank our sponsor and then get through these rest of these, not get through them, but enjoy the rest of these questions.
0: <laughs> All right, this episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Whoop, the performance tool that is changing the way people track their fitness and optimize their training. Whoop is a wrist-worn heart rate monitor that pairs to their app that provides analytics and insights on three key areas. Strain is number one, with insights into your heart rate, average heart rate, and resting heart rate, and your max heart rate. And calories burn, and it even auto detects your activities like running, cycling, yoga, meditation. uh, What else, Doug? Weightlifting, Muay Thai fighting. I forget. (laughs) I forget what it's categorized as, but it's not Muay Thai, but it's fighting, boxing, or something. Not gardening
1: Uh, though. It doesn't. uh, It doesn't. Register my gardening.
0: Gardening's a good Blue Zones activity. We should talk to the
1: people about getting that in there. (laughs) No, I mean I think uh, you know it's a relaxing. It's a relaxing activity.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, For bone health, though.
1: It is very good for bone health. You know what? It, uh, it what's been cool is the Whoop band has been kind of adjusting because after the race, you know, when I was not doing a lot of uh, running and not doing a lot of kind of endurance stuff, but more weightlifting and that kind of thing. Um, now, now that I'm running again, it's kind of relearning, reprogramming its recommendations for me, and it's it's interesting to see how it adjusts as I as my training adjusts.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, speaking of that, the second area of insight is recovery looks mm. at heart rate variability your resting heart rate your sleep quality and you get a recovery score when you wake up which lets you know how hard your body's working and gives you insight into whether or not your body's ready to be pushed again uh, or if it just needs some rest and finally speaking of rest there is sleep the whoop band monitors heart rate throughout sleep to look at your sleep quality your sleep cycles and the times within each stage of sleep which is the rem the deep and the light that we've talked about a lot yep uh, the app then provides sleep performance insights based on your actual sleep versus your sleep need, and that can help you, you know, make changes to your sleep routines like I did for a long time until I kind of dialed it in. Uh, basically, the Whoop Band provides an insight into your training and recovery unlike anything we have ever seen before. To learn more, visit whoop.com. That's w-h-o-o-p.com. Uh, when you're ready to get started, use the code NOMEAT at checkout, and you'll save 15%. And of course, you'll be supporting the show and one of our longest-running sponsors ever, that's right.
1: Check it out. Whoop.com. Get that band. <laughs> All right. So uh, we have we have six more from Instagram and we have some email ones which maybe we should hold off on. Okay. Um, we'll go fast. Yeah, I, but what are we...
0: I was going to be timing on my phone to give myself a little limit of talking but I haven't done that very well. <laughs> no. I just let my timer keep running. <laughs> now it's 36 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All,
1: All right. right. So um Margie asks, uh, any tips for dealing with digestive issues, gas, bloating from eating high fiber diet? We get this question a lot because a lot of people deal with it. Um, -hmm. so what are your, what's your Ask someone else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there has to be a better podcast for this (laughs) one. (laughs)
0: Uh, I mean, so that happens all the time when people, I mean, I hear that all the time from people who have just become vegan. And mm-hmm. when I say just, I mean in the past few months, or, or not just vegan, but like vegetarian or shifted towards more plants. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens, and your body does adjust over time. It takes a while. I don't really remember going through that, but I don't know. I feel like when I have, when I just try different diets, you know, you, you just your body's just different for a couple weeks. So I think that's the best thing to do is just give it time. Um, I, I really feel like the more whole foods that you eat, that maybe this is wrong or just totally like. I don't know, biased, um, but I feel like if you're not eating junk food, y- your body just figures out really quickly what to do with it. And it's and when I have digestive issues, it's when I'm eating, you know, when I'm going out to eat and eating huge, oily, heavy meals uh, and eating way more than I normally do. I don't know that stuff. That stuff causes the di- digestive issues, I guess, if you can call them that. But uh, I really feel like the whole food thing is kind of just the thing to do. So you can like you can. Ease your way in, we give that advice often. And yet another good reason for easing your way into into a change is that it gives your actual body time to adjust and rather rather than it being a drastic change, happens quicker. Um, I don't know, there's different tips about how you can cook your beans and try to remove whatever causes the issues. Uh, I've never found that to really do anything. So, I don't know. What do you think, Doug? Yeah, I mean, I think that you do adjust over
1: time and your body kind of regulates itself. So just give it some more time. Easing in is, is not bad advice, you know, but I don't, like, I don't know. Maybe you're just going to be a little bit more gassy. But the bloatation, like the discomfort, like definitely is, or not, I wouldn't say definitely, but I would think will go away. Certainly went away. I feel
0: like me. I'm less gassy now. Do you feel that way?
1: I don't know. It's hard to, it's, I, I just, I don't, I don't feel like I have a good gauge as to
0: how gassy you are,
1: how, how gassy other people are or how gassy I used to be. I definitely have okay. like worse, I mean, I mean, definitely have, don't have the like really overstuffed stomach and that kind of like really just dis- uncomfortable feeling I used to get when I used yeah. to pound like a whole pizza and, yep. you know, big, you know, big burger or something like that. Like, I don't, I don't ever get that anymore. Right. And and I know, like I, I watch friends, like we go out to dinner and then, you know, we
0: come home and, uh, and they're like all uncomfortable and like, oh, I ate so much. Yeah, that feeling, I, I've noted that myself, that that feeling of go out to dinner and come home and like just feel awful and want to go to bed, and even when you're lying in bed, you just feel your stomach completely full, uh, that has gone away, right? Mm-hmm. I, I can still kind of overeat on a plant-based diet like sure. and, and do now and then, and still have two or three beers and, and have have the same things that I thought was causing all that before, but somehow the food, I, probably just, you know, the, the calorie density probably has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, you just don't get that feeling anymore. So one more reason to, to do it. All right.
1: Oil All right. or oil-free?
0: Man, this is a tough one. I don't know. I'm always back and forth. Um, I've gone through phases where I've been really no oil and strict about it. I've gone through phases where I'm sort of pro-olive oil. Recently, I've been into this Walter Longo guy who I mentioned last time. Longo. Um, longevity guy. He has the fasting mimicking thing. His thing says strive to get three tablespoons of olive oil per day. Hmm. Like, make sure you get it. As far as his longevity diet, uh, doesn't mean it's right just because he says it is. He's uh, he's a guy who I think has a lot of good ideas. Um, William Lee, another guy I've been into this year, also pro oil. Uh, he's the anti angiogenesis guy, and please, oil should be part of your diet. If oh. you look, yes, uh, if you if you go online and really, really try to dig into the studies, you know you can find plenty that show that it inflames arteries. Uh, even olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, sometimes gets a pass, sometimes doesn't, uh, because of the the solids that remain in it and and kind of make it to your body at least seem more whole food like. Um, but uh, you can also find studies that that demonstrate that that suggest that it that it does the opposite, that it actually is good for inflammation, which is which is just mind blowing to me that there can be such uh, differing results. So I don't know where I stand on it. Um, I think the answer probably then is just in the middle use oil sometimes don't strive to get three tablespoons and don't stress yourself out trying to avoid it uh, i try not to heat it i try to use it in unheated fashion i think heating it is probably a bad idea hmm. i mean not not a bad idea but heating it is probably if, you, if you're thinking about avoiding oil i think the most important thing is stop heating oils
1: hmm. so quit it, using them for cooking purposes
0: yeah or, or, use a small amount definitely don't reuse oils don't don't save your mm. your deep frying oil and keep reusing it because that really starts to warp it uh but yeah i i think i think kind of like unheated extra virgin olive oil is a good thing in in small amounts
1: yeah i'm oil intentional
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> i
1: thought Great. that was clever um <laughs> no and this is uh i I definitely in no way would say i'm oil free in any shape or form but uh, i just try to be mindful about how much i'm putting in something how much i'm using to cook or how much i'm using in a dressing or something like that that um you know that that would be going in my food because i think it's just it's so easy to just dump a bunch of it on some pasta or whatever and um and then you end up just like having an enormous amount of calories and just an enormous amount of oil that you're consuming without really you know, paying attention so just being intentional about it
0: yeah i think that's i mean like i said with the kind of moderate approach i think that's that's a good thing be, be intentional don't use like if you're gonna use it for cooking and recipe calls for a quarter cup of oil which a lot of them do especially if you're cooking like italian food it's just all the time start with a quarter cup of olive oil which is a ton of oil uh, and you can get away with a tablespoon of oil in that case or mm-hmm. when it calls for a tablespoon in some random recipe use a teaspoon and see what happens or use less or wipe the plant wipe the pan with it uh, with like a with a paper towel or, or whatever a cloth napkin is what we have in my house, unfortunately. But um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I just hate I hate the uh, hate that. But it's all right.
1: <laughs> you want you want the paper towel?
0: Yeah, it's a modern convenience, and um, and it's uh, think about um, how much water goes for, into washing for things. I know good she's keeping me on the str- on the good path. High five. Anyway,
1: all right. Moving on, tips for knowing slash learning how to fuel during your first 50K ultra.
0: Okay. Doug, why don't you start with this one? All
1: right. I, w- I mean, I would say just uh, experiment on your long runs for sure because everyone going to be a little different. Plan for um, maybe two hours longer than your marathon time for your first 50K and think about it that way. Um, you know, 50K is still... A reasonable amount of time to focus mostly on kind of high sugary things like we talked about earlier uh, with gels and dates and all that stuff um, but because you're gonna be out there for a lo- quite a bit longer and because you're gonna be moving slower you definitely can introduce some more solid foods um, you know there's gonna be stuff at the aid station like potatoes and uh, peanut butter and jelly and, and things like that that um, might be good and might be settling for your stomach so Uh, I would just say experiment and then, um, you know, mix, have a good reasonable mix of sugary and non-sugary salty foods. And finally, I would say eat early and often make sure you're continuing to get in calories, whether that's in liquid form through a sports drink or, um, or through whatever nutrition you have, uh, make sure you're doing that from, you know, from the first hour.
0: Mm Mm-hmm you think there's anything, Doug, to the idea that uh, that if you get yourself doing this sugar thing, you sort of... I'm to, okay, better way to phrase this. That guy, Stu Middleman, who I used to read stuff from, he has a book called Slow Burn. His whole thing was about burning fat for fuel instead of sugar. And yeah. he would say things like, If you don't warm up properly or if you don't very very gradually ease into running starting at almost a walking pace if you kind of just start going um especially if you start going too fast then your body will kind of go into sugar burning mode and it's not going to come out of that mode it's just gonna that's where you are now and you sort of blew your opportunity to prolong the the amount of time that your body's using fat Mm -hmm. um you think there's any anything to that idea that like if you just kind of start out the day um given that you're gonna be out there for what you, did you say they said fifty k or fifty miles? Fifty k. Okay, and I, I thought I heard fifty miles, so this is not that relevant. I, thought <laughs> I heard fifty miles, and then I heard you say two hours longer than a marathon. I was like, that seems like really short, fifty mile. No, fifty k. Uh, okay, good. Uh, anyway, I think less of a concern, but but if it's gonna be because there could be fifty k where you're out there way longer. Like if it's if you're shifting from road marathoning to trail fifty k and it's a hard fifty k, you might be out there twice as long as your marathon, possible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm, I've won like. Do you think it's a bad idea to, to start pounding the soda from the beginning and kind of like, you know, burn burn out that, that flare that that might give you and then, then you're kind of spent? Rather than just kind of taking a, a slower approach and eating, say, potatoes from the beginning uh, or, you know, foods like that. Yeah, I mean, I think that sugar is
1: the most efficient fuel that you can have as a runner. Right. Um and as long as you're maintaining that sugar levels, then you're going to burn that a lot better than you're gonna, than you're burning fat. And unless you've been training to burn fat, you know, training your body to, to go to the fat instead of the sugar, because it's automatically going to jump to the sugar. You know, I mean, you're not going to, even if you warmed up properly, as soon as the gun goes off, you're going to be running harder than you were before the gun went off. Right. Um, and your body's going to switch into sugar burning mode. And so you want to maintain those levels as best you can. So, um, you know, there might be something to that. And some people certainly some pros have certainly had some success with a ketogenic diet and that kind of thing. Um, but I I just don't think there's much to it for most people and, um, and that you should be, you know, focus more on the, on the sugary stuff like the gels from from the very beginning. That's, uh, that's what's been successful for me. But I will say that like, like soda and stuff like that, you know, I tend to save that for the second half of the race, you know, maybe even the, the last third of the race, uh, in part because it is such a instant boost and it has caffeine and all this stuff like that. And you don't want to be pounding that too early, too often. Cause then you have to, you do need to keep it up. Um, which I guess is kind of what you're saying, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I tend to stick to the things like gels, uh, at the beginning and then, um, kind of pull out anything and everything that, I uh, have available to me towards the end.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. Good. All right.
1: All right. Um let's see. <laughs> this is a uh, well, all right. Well, what's your favorite post-running snack? Real quick, rapid fire.
0: I really like good old white bread. I start just craving hmm. a nice, I don't know, you know, th- those loaves of bread you buy at the grocery store. Yep. That I usually don't let myself have unless they get the whole wheat versions. Um, I don't know, just a big, big, nice Italian round or whatever it's called. With some olive oil? Eh, maybe. I'm not craving that after a run. I just want those carbohydrates. Hmm. Toast I mean, it. I like it like dipped in olive oil. No, I wouldn't toast it in that case. I just, I would just devour it. <laughs>
1: All right. <laughs> How about Plain you? old, plain old bread. All right. Uh, I tend to, I, I really like the post-run smoothie um, mm-hmm. that I've made ahead of time typically. Uh, but yeah, I mean, anything, carbs.
0: You know what else it? is good? White rice with soy sauce on it. Delicious. Hmm. After a run. For me.
1: All right. Kay. Good. Um, and then we're going to... That person asked two questions, so we're going to... Well, all right. So we'll do another writing round here. Uh, what's your number one running form tip?
0: Uh, mine, by far, is the 180 steps per second, three or per minute. Three steps per second. That That, for me, changed everything. I got hurt until I started doing that. And then I stopped getting hurt.
1: Yep. Um, just to not repeat that, I would say the, the next one is to run proud. You know, make sure that you have good posture throughout instead of kind of slouching over as you get tired. Mm-hmm. Um, then everything starts to fall apart and uh, you end up yeah, that's true. Um, having some issues there. So run proud. Mm-hmm. All right. And then final last question, which is a doozy. What's the easiest way to go meat free?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Simple uh god so many ways um the constant discussion is should you go gradually or should you do it all at once and honestly whichever one of those is exciting like that's where i am with this question now is if you if you if one of those sounds better than the other then do it meaning if you're like gung-ho you just watched earthlings or you just went to the vegan fest and like you're all amped up about it then just go for it Uh, If it fails, recognize that there is another approach you can then take that is slower. You don't need to say, well, that didn't work. That was too hard. That made weird social situations that, you know, made it impossible to order at restaurants. Like if that, if that happens, then go to the other approach, which I'm recommending also for people who like, don't feel like doing this, but feel like they should do this because the doctor told you to, or whatever, or you've just decided it's the best thing for your long-term health, but you're just not excited about it in the moment. Uh, Then I think do, do the gradual thing. Uh, you know, s- what I did was spend a year not eating four legged animals and thought I was just going to stop there, but then found that I liked how I felt and wanted to go further. So then I stopped eating chicken and turkeys, the two legged animals. And then after three or four months of that, stopped eating fish and it just took forever to get there. It took me, you know, it was a four year process probably to actually go from starting that to being vegan. Um, and it worked. I think it worked really well. It was very effective to, for that, but it took forever. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It depends on on what you are, but I think whichever one whichever one of those approaches sounds good to you at first, do it, and then recognize that there is another one if if it doesn't work. Yeah,
1: I don't what have anything it? else said. Okay, that's good. I think that's, that's good. a good way to go out. All right, good. All right. Well, thanks for the questions, everybody. This was yes. pretty fun, that and fun. hopefully, we can kind of do more of this uh, social media questioning stuff in the future.
0: I think we should try to do that. We should start to incorporate audience. Uh, audience participation participation. i really wish we could have live call-ins i know but there's no way to do that in the podcasting world if it wasn't
1: a nightmare to do (laughs) i mean we'd have to like schedule everything and exactly
0: you missed the spontaneity of it yeah so
1: but that would be that would be really cool
0: yep all right well thanks matt thank you doug enjoy the rest of your week and uh i'll tell robert cheek hi for everybody
1: yeah, please do. Okay. Tell him we miss him on the podcast. and uh, I will. And, uh, and we considered go.
0: having him on, but I said, nope, he's been on too many times. We to <laughs> that, that, <laughs> is, that
1: is actually what he said.
0: <laughs> no, he's good. I just, I don't know. I don't I want to keep him at the same guest. I wouldn't allow any of our five-time guests to be on again right now. Mm. Sid garza Holman? Nope. Not, not currently welcome back. <laughs> Who else is not not welcome? Ray Cronice? Ray Cronice, been on, nope. Been on three times probably now.
1: Mm-hmm. Pamela, Pamela's been on a number
0: of times. Pamela's been on. She's on hold right now.
1: No, we love all these people, and they're <laughs> yeah. welcome back anytime. Just uh, <laughs> not right now. Of course now. they <laughs>
0: are. No, really, they are. But uh yeah. just you gotta you gotta drip it out. I don't don't want to do too much at once with one person. <laughs> yeah.
1: all, right. all right, Matt. Well, thanks, Good. and we'll uh we'll talk to you everybody
0: soon. Okay. Bye.